We're in a divine interruption right now. We're in a divine interruption, and I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to ask God to touch you tonight. And if you pray in the spirit, I want you to pray in the spirit. Because we need to unify around what God is doing right now. He is in this room. He's in this room. He knows what he's doing. He's divinely interrupting us and he's breaking off familiarity. He's breaking off going through the motions. He's breaking off. He's bringing a fresh touch, a fresh word, a fresh, a fresh hunger on his people. A fresh hunger on his people. And ask him to touch you. Close your eyes. Don't, don't compare. Don't measure. Don't, don't get analytical. And just sense the spirit of God right now. And pray in the spirit. Ask him to touch you. Pray in the spirit. And ask him to touch you. Pray in the spirit. This is an, this is an interruption that's from heaven. This is an interruption that's from heaven. And we're not going to pass this by. We're not going to force things as, as usual. Because he's saying, hey, pay attention. Stop and pay attention. And lean in right now. Keep praying, keep praying, keep praying in the spirit. Keep praying. Give vent. Give vent. We, I need a touch tonight, Lord. I need you to touch me tonight, Lord. Would you touch us tonight, Lord? Would you touch us tonight, God? Would you touch our hearts, Lord? Would you touch our lives, Lord? Mark us tonight. Let tonight be a holy hinge point, Lord, into the next seven years right now, Lord. Oh, into the next seven years, there's a holy hinge point tonight, the Lord says. And I'm coming to bring fresh words, fresh vision, fresh breath fresh breath because what took us to this place is not going to get us where he's calling us we have to cry out and ask for more we have to ask for a touch tonight get in touch with your need for God right now we need you God we need you Lord we need you God we need you Jesus we need you God we need you Lord we need you Lord touch us Lord touch us Lord touch us with your love touch us with your peace touch us with your radical hunger touch us Lord we deserve desire to see your kingdom come. We desire to see your kingdom come. We desire to see your kingdom come, Lord. We desire to see your kingdom come, Lord. Oh, take us. Take our lives, Lord. Take our lives, Lord. Take the take this time right now. Take us as an offering right now, Lord. We give you this time. We give you this silence. We even give you this awkwardness right now and say, "Swallow it up in your goodness. Breathe life in this space. Breathe life right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus." In the name of Jesus, oh, Spirit of God, thank you for moving. Thank you that you are building this church. <laughs> because we don't know what we're doing, Lord, but you do. We confess that you are a great builder, Lord. And what you're doing tonight is marvelous and wonderful in our sight. We just say we yield to you tonight, God. We yield to you. It might feel different. It might look different, Lord, but we want you. We want you however you want to come. Oh, I love how wonderfully unpredictable you are, Lord. I love your ways, God. You're so adventurous. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. I'm going to ask if the Lord's moving on you mightily, I want you to come up here to the front. I want you to come up here. If the Lord's, if you feel this tangible manifestation of the spirit of God, I want you to come to the front and just get on your knees or get on your, get on your, um, you can sit down. I want you to come. I want you to come. If you feel this spirit of intercession, just like groaning out of you, if you feel this, 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 this spirit, just awakening something in you, a fervor and a zeal for God, I want you to come forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Okay, church, I want us to keep praying. Trust me, we're, this is going somewhere. I don't know where, but it's going somewhere. So would you pray? Would you keep praying? Would you keep praying and asking the Lord just to keep coming? And Lord, I thank you, God, for these ones that you're marking tonight, Lord. I ask that you would set them apart, Lord. I thank you that you're making firebrands for your kingdom, Lord, like tonight, like never before. God, I thank you, God, right now that you're, you're awakening a cry. You're awakening a cry, Lord, for more, Lord. I pray right now that you would come by your spirit and you would come and you would manifest your glory in these people, Lord. I I pray a loosening of the intercessors right now, a loosening of the intercessors right now, a sharpening of the tips of the spear right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that you're marking, you're marking the young and old, the man and the woman right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, would you be like a fire shut up in their bones that they can't contain, Lord. Oh, that the name of Jesus would be known. Oh, that the name of Jesus would be realized. Oh, I thank you, God, that you're marking. You're marking. You're marking, Lord, and you're not done. Thank you, Jesus, that when you touch one of our brothers and sisters, you touch all of us, because this is a family deal. That you're touching one, you're touching all of us, God. We celebrate, God what you're doing in here tonight right now in the name of Jesus thank you God 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 thank you Jesus yes Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord we need you God we need you Lord we need you Lord we need you God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Jesus, Jesus, you truly are wonderful. <laughs> I have this song in my spirit, and I, just in, in line with all things acapella, could you help me out? It's super simple. It says, it's about Jesus being wonderful. It says, you are wonderful, you are wonderful, you are wonderful. You are wonderful, you are wonderful, you are one. Just look at him and say this. You are wonderful, you are wonderful, oh Lord, you're wonderful, oh you're wonderful, oh you're wonderful. Yeah, give him your affection. You you are wonderful, isn't he? You are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are wonderful, glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious. You are glorious. Beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Radiant. You are radiant. You are radiant. You are. 
Would you stand and sing this to him? You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. You are Jesus. Yeah, keep singing. You are Jesus. Oh, you are Jesus. 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 And how we need you. How we need you. How we need you. Oh, how we need you. How we need you. For your glory. For your glory. And it's you, Jesus. 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 Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you for tonight, Lord. God, would you come and purify us? Would you come and purify us, Lord? We, we recognize that you are interrupting. And we want to we wanna lean in and give you the space that you deserve. Lord, would you come and purify our hearts? Would you come and purify our motives? Would you come and purify us, Lord, that we would be a people who are about you and your business. God, we just relinquish the things that we think we know. We relinquish what we think church should look like, Lord. We relinquish these forms, God, and we just pray right now that you would breathe life. Purify me, God. Purify my motives, Lord. Purify my intentions, God. Purify my walk, God. Ask him to do the same. Purify us, Lord. Purify us, Lord. We wanna be a pure and spotless bride for you. Oh, radiant bridegroom who's filled with delight. Radiant bridegroom who's filled with desire and anticipation. Would you form your bride tonight? Would you forge your bride tonight? Would you come and strengthen your bride tonight? Give your bride a hunger and a thirst like never before. 
And we give you permission to take us through this holy hinge point into the open door you're bringing, into the open door you have. And we say, have your way, marvelous, marvelous Lord, wonderful Savior. You are all things to us and you do have the first place. God, thank you. Would you continue to bear witness to the value of Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the slain and risen King? Would you come and bear witness to the weight, the weight of the honor of your son? Would you come and bear witness to what it means to be a disciple of this man, Christ Jesus? We want to burn for you, God. We want to burn for you, God, not just on Sundays, but Mondays, Tuesdays, when all, all the days. Help us, God. We need you. Would you get us in touch with how much we actually need you, God? Oh, in Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we just stay standing for just a little bit longer? And while we're in the spirit of intercession, we have a team in Southeast Asia. Why don't we cover them in prayer right now and pray that the Lord's will would be done and that they would be protected. So let's just take a few minutes, maybe turn to the row behind you, pray in groups, and let's just lift up our team in Southeast Asia right now. All right, let's keep, let's keep in this flow. Lord, we thank you for the team that you have sent. Lord, that you have gone before and you've gone behind and you've gone on all sides. And we just declare that your, your blood is covering, your blood is lifting, your blood is speaking a better word. And I thank you, God, that signs and wonders and miracles are flowing. That, the, that what no eye has seen or ear has heard or what has entered into the hearts of man, you have planned for your bride in Southeast Asia. I ask right now that you would come and speak a word, speak a word, speak your word, Confirm your word. Confirm your word, Lord. We just pray right now that, that the team in Southeast Asia would walk in, in, in greater measures of you, Lord. Greater measures of you. And I pray right now that as the seed is sown, we would receive here in this valley, in this place, God. We just declare protection around these people. Protection. Provision in the name of Jesus. Protection over the families that they left. The families here stateside. We pray uh, just a divine protection around them in the name of Jesus. Yeah, keep praying. Keep praying. Pray audacious prayers. All right, in Jesus' name, 
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to invite you, if you want to come and sit in the front, you don't want to be in a chair, you can come sit and gather near. (laughs) It feels like there's some fresh invitations for tonight. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us. I wasn't going to start with this, but I feel like I'm supposed to start in Hebrews 12. This was a scripture as the prophetic team was laboring and praying into tonight. This was a scripture that was coming again and again. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Lord, let us lay aside every weight, every heavy thing, everything that encumbers a race and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run. Let us run with endurance the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord, we look to you as an author tonight, an author of faith. Where there's disruptions, Lord, we want to lean in with faith. We want to lean in with believing that you are good and that you're a rewarder to those who diligently seek you. God, we want faith that pleases you tonight. So we look to you. We don't need to strive to, to strive and muster up faith. We just ask author, oh, author Jesus, would you author faith? Author faith in our hearts tonight, God. Author faith that would even supersede our minds. Author faith, Lord, right now in me, in this room, in our lives, in our city. Author faith, God. And Lord, help us lay aside the weight. The weight that hinders us from running the race that have set before you, God. And we look to you and thank you that you are now seated on a throne, on the right hand of God. (laughs) There's no one like you, God. Would you help us, God? I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to release a a word and a message tonight, but to be honest, I'm not really sure how to. Um, So I'm going to just do my best, but if you could mix this word with faith so that it will profit you. Like it says in Hebrews, mix the word with faith so that it could profit all of us so that when we leave, we're, we're changed, we're transformed. 
And so I just want you to help me, help Jesus. Help. Let's, let, let's lean in. Let's lean in and recognize that this is a holy night. This is a holy night. And I don't know about you, but we've been reading in the book of Acts. And I'm reading about these wild exploits for the kingdom and these disciples that are so radical. And I'm just, I've been like drawn to my intercession, my, my room to intercede. Lord, I need, a, I need a greater touch from you. My life does not look like that. My city does not look like Ephesus. My living room doesn't look like the ones where you had the prayer gatherings. And there's like a, a holy provocation that's erupting in me that I kind of want to share with you guys tonight. Because as we read the book of Acts, this isn't a, it's not a history book of things that were. It's a living testimony of what was and what can be today and what for sure will be to come. And we have a really beautiful opportunity in the middle of what's to come and what was to have a living reality of on earth as it is in heaven. We have these stories from the book of Acts that provoke me to the core to the core of, oh my gosh, I need more of you, God. Not from a striving, I need more of you, God, but a recognition of a poverty of spirit and a desperation and a hunger. Like, I can't, I can't read about that and not experience it, God. I can't call myself a Christian, Lord, and walk with a form of godliness and no power. I can't, I can't go through the motions, Lord. I can't show up or host a prayer meeting at my house and not have you come in these measures that you promised, Lord. You said you, said you pour out your spirit in these last days. And you're doing that. And Lord, there's an, there's an invitation for the priesthood to awaken, to awaken to the call of the gospel of salvation, the gospel of the kingdom, to, to the living reality of Jesus Christ. And the Lord is saying, I want to give you living faith tonight. There's saving faith. And then there's living faith. This is the faith that says, I'm reading about this and I have to have this. I have to have this, Lord. I have to have this. And listen, there, there have been, there, there, there's, a, there's a door open. And, and my, one of my jobs is to tell you the seasons and the times that we're in as a church. And we're in a season and a time right now where there, tonight, there's a holy disruption. And it's so awesome because when I was driving here, the Lord said, there's not gonna be any sound in the worship. And I was like, what? And he's like, it's possible that you won't have any either. And I was like, okay, what do I do? And he's like, gather a camp, like a, a fireside chat. <laughs> and, and he said, I'm breaking familiarity. Hallelujah! <laughs> That's how he feels about it too, actually. <laughs> That's the word of the Lord. And I just, I, I smile because what happened tonight in the worship was so prophetic, you guys. It's like he's bringing this living reality of like, uh, they're, they're, we're, we're, we're taking this purification, it's getting shaken, and, and what's, what's to remain is, is coming to the top. And, and I don't know if you feel it, but I feel this like holy zeal from God to say, like, who wants this? And who, are we okay just with the way things have been going? Or can we, can we just be honest and say, we have to have more of you, God? And so can I just, can I just like bring you where we are in our season? There's an open door before us. 
the prophetic word, the, the, the birthday service, the seven-year service, there were prophetic words released. And these are, these are holy, heavenly potential, but not an absolute. And so the promises of God are a yes and amen in him, and he asks us to do our part. And I'm telling you, we are standing on a precipice to a great threshold that the Lord is bringing us into. And the Lord is saying, it's time to step through that open door. It's time to arise and shine, my bride of Christ. And we're gonna start to walk and move in greater measures. But what got us here is not gonna, what's gonna get us there. And my life has changed. I, am, I have a son. I have a, a healthy family. I have been walking in, in the spirit like never before from these last seven years. My life is changed. And I know that I know that I know that I know we're going to look back in seven years and say, oh my goodness, the places he took us, like Dr. Seuss, oh, the places we went, the places we went. But I'm telling you, he's, he's wanting to grip us tonight. He's wanting to grip us and he's wanting, he's saying, will you step through this door? Will you say yes? And since that seven year anniversary, you know what happens when, when the word of God and the prophetic words start to clash or start to not, it's like a holy clash not a clash as an opposing force, but a, a holy clash, is that sometimes the, the enemy will do anything he can to get a people to walk. When there's, a, when there's a new threshold or there's a prophetic word, you have to know there's some warfare. That's why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy to wage a good warfare concerning your, use the prophetic words to, rate, to wage warfare because we have to do our part. And listen, there is a, there is holy promises holy promises that we have the opportunity to step into. And the Lord has said, the door is open before you. And it's time to step through. It's time to, to let Jesus author a new faith for a new threshold. And we're gonna tell the enemy that he can't wage war against his people any longer. Oh man, there's so much he wants to say. <laughs> Can you guys even see your Bibles if you were to pull them out? You don't have to turn on the lights. This is good. Let's turn to Acts 13. We're putting a notice. To the, the accuser of the brethren. Tonight. Those who have been assaulted with weariness. Discouragement. We're putting a notice tonight. And something I'm sensing that. Is like. The Lord is wanting to take our individualism and make them a community. So I'm hoping to, Spirit of God, help me articulate what you're saying. And listen, just spit out the bones. All right? This is kind of a raw night, but what I'm going to talk about, it's, it's going to be congruent. <laughs> so Acts 13, verse 1. Now the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. This is what I want you to catch. 
as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. And I want you to turn to chapter 14. Acts 14, 26. Actually, go 23. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. And after they had passed through Pisidia, they came, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they had preached the word in Persia, they went down to Atalia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which had been completed, which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered to the church, the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. And I want to just bring to our attention that there's a value system for the church in these, in these texts. It's not, it is a, it's a value system for our own individual lives, but this is a value system for the church that I'm seeing, and it's gathering, ministering to the Lord, praying, and fasting, listening to the direction of the Spirit, and obeying, which is what Jordan talked about last week, listen and obey. There's a value system, gathering, ministering to the Lord, praying and fasting, listening to the Spirit's direction, and, you th- and obeying. And you think about most of these people walked with Jesus, and they heard him say, it'd be better that I go, it'd be to your advantage, because I'm going to send you a helper they're probably scratching their heads and then they get baptized in the spirit and they, they, they get the mandate to carry Jesus as a witness to the ends of the earth. And can you imagine the gravity? It's like we want to represent our loved ones well after they go. But how much the, the son of man? We would represent the son of man. These disciples had a mandate from God, but Jesus was no longer with them. So they had to rely on fresh, fresh direction from the spirit of God. They didn't know their future. They didn't have a blueprint for where they're going. But they gathered. They ministered to the Lord. They fasted. They prayed. They listened to the Spirit. And they obeyed. It sounds simple. But I want to talk about fasting tonight. Which I I find what happened in the worship tonight so prophetic with fasting. It's like when you fast, things get stripped down, even amazing things like food. (laughs) So that there is a raw, pure cry to the Lord. And I want to just touch on Jesus because he fasted as well. And if Jesus fasted, I think we probably should fast as well. And the disciples, we see there were rhythms of fasting all throughout the text and rhythms of praying. And I'm thinking of when the, when the church got together and prayed for Peter's release from prison. And they were, they were gathering and praying and things were actually shifting in the city. 
And they were filled with such a boldness that even, I'm thinking about Paul. I'll get back to Jesus. (laughs) But Paul broke barriers. He went and shared the gospel with governors, Gentiles, men and women, and the gospel is going forth. And I just wonder how much of this rhythm, gathering, ministering to God, praying and fasting, helped usher them forth. Because Jesus even said when he was fasting, he told the disciples, he said, when you fast, don't, go, don't be like the Pharisees who basically publicize their fasting. They've got their reward. But when you fast, fast to your father in the secret place because he who sees you in secret will reward you openly. And I wonder, what would that look like to be rewarded openly from the Father? Is that what that looked like when Paul and Peter and the disciples were going forth, doing great exploits? Was God, was God openly rewarding them for the devotion they had toward him in the secret place? It's just a, it's just a thought. But Jesus, Jesus went to the desert, led by the Spirit, fasted, tempted by the devil, and he left with two precious, precious things. Not things, because the Holy Spirit's a person, but the Holy Spirit and power. The Holy Spirit and power. And I'm wondering if in this holy hinge point that the Lord is inviting us into, if we would have a greater, a greater relationship with the Holy Spirit and we'd be cloaked with greater power. I think it's a possibility. And I want you to turn to Matthew 6. Man, his presence is so sweet. Thank you, Lord. Isn't he just wonderful? Almost feels like when Jesus came out of the water and the dove was on his shoulder, like you have to walk, you know, not to startle the dove, not that he would be, but there's like a gentleness right now that he's bringing. It's his kindness. It's his kindness. So Matthew 6, verse 16. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and it's right after he taught them how to pray. Moreover, when you fast, oh, whoops, I have the wrong one. Matthew 9, sorry. Matthew 9, a few pages over. I just told you that one. Matthew 9, 14. Then the disciples of John, John the Baptist, came to Jesus saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So I'm going to, I'm going to pause right there, and then I'm going to go back, but this is spelling out a reason to fast. We, you've heard it said like bridegroom fast. There was a, a year in our house church where we did bridegroom fasts every month. And the whole goal was to just every hunger pain would be to awaken a longing for the Lord Jesus. And this is what he's saying. I'm here. Why would we fast? But there's a day where I won't be here. And I want you to fast. And I want you to long for me. And then this is in the same breath. Verse 
16, no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wineskin into old wineskins, or else the, the wineskins break. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. So this is so fascinating because you'll have people say, this, this does mean that Jesus is talking about the new covenant, but it also means that there's a new wineskin for fasting. Fasting prior to Jesus, there was no bridegroom to long for. Now he's saying, I've got a new wineskin when you fast, and it's about me. I want you to long for me. And fasting helps create this cry for me. And it's this beautiful thing. And not only that, but there's a new wineskin that the Lord is inviting us into as a body where we've been laboring to come into this mantle of an apostolic wineskin. And it's, it's a new wineskin. And the Lord is, uh, is, is saying, he said over and over, I'm going to pour out my new wine, but it's going to require a new wineskin. And I'm telling you that this, if we can, if we can lean into this fasted lifestyle, which I'm going to get practical in a second, the Lord is, the Lord is going to pour out fresh vision. And a, and a new wineskin to host all that he's going to do in these next years. And I don't know about you, but I want this. I, I, you, we fast for a holy hunger for God. There's a holy hunger for God. And I just, I, I might as well tell you, we're going to ask everyone to come into a fast. Because I don't want you to feel like I'm baiting and switching you. <laughs> telling you all the benefits. And then saying, do you want this? I was in sales, but I know that tactic and I will not do it. So why would we fast? Number one, it's the season we're in as a New Testament believer. The bridegroom has left and he's saying, now you get to fast and long for me and long for me. And I just think it's so fascinating in the kingdom that he's saying, this is an opportunity to be voluntarily weak. This is, this is where I get to be joyfully weak before you because I love when people are weak because I said in my word that where you're weak, it's a perfect, perfect portal for my power. In your weakness, my, my power is perfected. And fasting brings this utter, utter weakness where he is made strong in us. And it's just, it's a glorious, glorious beatitude, poor in spirit. Fasting helps us get in touch with the poor in spirit. Are you guys with me? Are you afraid of what I'm going to ask next? I'm going to keep building this because fasting, fasting recalibrates our priorities, our desires. It aligns us to the heart of God. It, it's like when you're fasting, you don't care about things that you cared about. And in fact, one of my friends, I don't know if she's here, but uh, we have this joke when she fasts at day five, nothing's funny. <laughs> and I'm not fasting and she's fasting and I'm busting jokes and she's like, it's not, that's not funny. And, and it's so, it's so holy because the things that are, what I would say, the, the weight that so easily ensnares us to run our ways, it has to fall off because you don't have energy to deal with this. And it brings you into this holy alignment that says, man, I've been desiring a lot of things, but now that I'm fasting, I realize it's you who I desire. It's you, you are the only one who satisfies. And it brings us to this like 
sharp, sharp focus in the Lord. And it's like an athlete when you're running, when you're training for a, oh, I'm not a marathoner, I'm a sprinter. But the longest race I've ever run was a 10K. In fact, we just did a 10K. Benji set up a 10K for the staff. And if you're training to run, you eat differently, you train differently, you, you, you sleep, you, you get in these rhythms. Because when you, all you want to do when you're running is to get into the flow, right? And fasting, it, it, it's like it short circuits all that's familiar, all that's good, all that satiates, all that fills, all that's comfortable. And we turn to the only one who can satisfy. He fills us. We come out filled with the spirit, filled with power, and we find a flow like a runner, right? But there's a recalibration that happens. I'm not, if I'm training for a 10K, I'm not going, I'm not going to name a, a, a restaurant, but I'm not going to go eat a, a gut bomb before I race, right? That's what fasting does. It, it, pull, it cuts the fat. It recalibrates. It's exposing. It's exposing. I'm a foodie. I am a foodie. Like, I'm like, all right, let's try something new. If anyone, I bring a cooler everywhere I go. That's not a joke. I do. I eat every three hours. And then when you fast, you realize how much, not just thoughts about food, but other thoughts consume your, your, your thoughts. And one of the commandments is, it, one of the greatest commandments is to love the Lord with all of our mind. And fasting can bring us to this place where we can truly empty this and love him with all of our mind. It heightens us. To the, it's, it heightens our sensitivity. And this is my favorite part about fasting. It is an invitation to feast. Fasting is prophetic. Who would ever want to do that? And what gain would that, I mean, now they have like studies that intermittent fasting is good for you. But fasting, it's prophetic in the fact that whatever I'm doing, I'm gonna feast on God. I'm gonna feast on your presence. I'm gonna feast on your word. I'm gonna feast in prayer. This is a feast. So fasting actually is a feast in the things of God. And this is what I want to I want to lean into tonight is fasting breaks spiritual strongholds. And that's what the Lord's been doing tonight even. It creates in us a raw heart that breaks off dullness. That breaks off us going through the motions. And it creates this clarity why am I doing what am I doing what I'm doing? And Lord, help me. It brings this acute sharpness so that he who has ears can hear. He who has eyes can see all that is in the heart of God to do. Think about the disciples. That's what they did. Lord, I need direction for today. I need direction. Where are you, where are you gonna send me? And I just want to like shine light on something that we don't talk about very often, but there is a religious spirit that is unique to this valley that is working against the, the, the sons and daughters of God to create a dull expression of Christianity. And the religious spirit makes Jesus tame, predictable. It makes the... the, the the daughter or the son of God domesticated and learned. And the Lord is like, this is the open door. I want you to 
leave familiarity and I want you to walk into extravagant, adventurous, devoted life unto the Lord. And I, I like, I actually have burdens of intercession that we would live lives worthy that the Lord hung on the cross for. That we would be liberated from cultural Christianity and released into a, a pure, wild expression of love. That the people of God would shake off the things, would shake off comfort, would shake off familiarity, would shake off dullness, would shake off weariness, would shake off this. It's, it's like the discouragement has led to apathy where we're like, I don't even know if I want to pray anymore. I believe this for so long. Lord, you spoke this. Is this really going to happen in my family in this valley? Like, and the Lord's saying, no, I've got fresh manna. I've got fresh manna. Will you fast and pray and, and stir up your spirit so that you can walk in a living faith? There's, a, there's an invitation for a living faith tonight. And I'm saying like, who is willing? Like who is willing? Fasting breaks strongholds. It's like you start to get exposed to like, wow, wow, I am raw. Lord, have your way. And things get rearranged. Things get rearranged. And the last thing fasting does is it awakens a Maranatha cry. It's a come Lord Jesus. It's a, I, it's a, I, 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 you have to come. You have to dwell in this place. The God who dwells everywhere, you have to dwell in this place. Like whatever it takes, Lord, come Jesus. Come in my workplace. Come in my family. Come live in, come dwell in my home. Come, come dwell in this church in greater measures that we, we, we desire this like come however you want to come, Lord, and be Lord of this house. Be Lord of my life. And it's this deep cry, this, this new wineskin of fasting that creates this, this deep, cry for the Lord. It's deep. It's a deep, that deep calls unto deep. I want, I want Mark 16 to be a reality. I don't want to pray deliverance and not see someone get delivered. I want to, I want to be radically generous. So before you go grab your kids, can you give me like 10 more minutes? Okay. Praise the Lord. I'm going to, we're, we're, we're feeling a corporate fast. And I'm just going to get a little granular so that you can get the details. And then I'm going to zoom out and call us all. God's grace is on this. And we're in this together. Everyone is a player in the Christian faith. There's no, no one sits on the bench. Everyone is a player. Everyone has a lane. We need, we imagine when the disciples, I just said I would give you practicals, but just let me go here for a second. Imagine 12 disciples, 11 really, they turned the world upside down. What could happen if the people in this room caught this burden? Wow, what could it look like? What would the ripple effects be? So we're going to start a fast tonight, no, (laughs) tomorrow night, tomorrow night, we're going to be like the Hebrews and start our day at night and we're going to fast tomorrow, Monday night, 
through Sunday night. And we're going to gather next Sunday night. Oh, thank you, Jordan. Sunday night, we're going to gather. We're going to minister to the Lord. We're going to pray and we're already have fasted. And we're going to do these rhythms, the value systems of the kingdom. And then Monday night, the 29th, mark your calendars, we are going to have a joy-filled celebration prayer set where we are absolutely undone with gladness and joy and the grace of God that, that, that Jordan preached on last week. So, fasting. We've got a couple excited people. I want, I want you to know that there's a, there's a path for all of us. I'm just being honest with you. Like, we don't want to be like the Pharisees that are really proud of the, the sacrifice because the Lord delights in obedience and not sacrifice. So, your job is to ask the Lord what your fast looks like and how long your fast is to be. Fasting is abstaining from things that you crave and love to make room for the one. And whatever you choose, make sure you are giving more room to feast. So whatever you're going to abstain from, it's making space to feast on God this next week. So if you need ideas, you can intermittent fast. You can no sugar fast, no processed foods, Daniel. I mean, you, you, you decide between you and the Lord or as a family. I know that the youth camp's coming up this weekend and you guys have already planned food. So maybe you guys do something different ahead of time, but, but I want you to feel permission in this because this is for everyone, but it's not a one size fit all. But please don't say you're fasting chocolate or onions or something like that, that really doesn't give any time to the Lord. <laughs> I have a little bit of a soapbox on that. <laughs> and I want you to own, it's so crazy because something I was going to talk about, AJ brought up in the transition. I feel really strongly that some of you might need to fast church media. <laughs> and AJ actually already teed this up. But I love drinking from different wells. I think it's important. And yet, I had this word a couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, that there are many people in here that are drinking from other wells, and it's actually placating their cry for more here. And the Lord is saying, I want you to use that here. I want you to pray that it would happen here. Thank God that there is moves happening all around, including here. Thank God. But don't let that zeal for him to move in our region be fed by somewhere else. So I'm calling us, this, hear, hear this in love. You need to own your zip code. Where our feet are taking us, the space we take up, we need to own it. 
How am I showing up to church? How am I showing up to my house church? How am I showing up in my home? God is saying, will you own it? Will you come and and actually have living faith when we come into these places that I'm owning? I'm here, so I'm gonna bring my devotion. I'm gonna bring my hunger. And if there's things that I see that need to happen, I'm gonna go to my prayer closet and pray to my father in secret who sees me in secret and will reward it out in the open. And I'm I'm gonna own my space. I'm gonna own where God is calling me. He has me right here, right now, and I'm gonna own it. And I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you guys to own it. The grass is greener is a lie. Until the Lord calls us, then that's good. But we can't, we can't have this like, oh man, like, okay, that's good. I won't elaborate on that. Are you guys still good? Okay, I'm gonna zoom out now. And I'm just gonna try to partner with God who's authoring faith. What could this look like? Can you imagine interning with Paul? If you had an internship with Peter or an internship with Philip, what would that be like? How much of God would you get? How much would you be provoked? Like, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't, my life needs to get rearranged. I, I want what he's doing. I, I want... I want what he's doing. He, he works all day and yet he does this ministry. I don't know how he does it, but I want, what he, I want what he walks in. And I'm thinking like, would you be gripped if you had an internship with one of the disciples of the book of Acts? What would have that been like? What would it look like for a priesthood to gather together, to minister to pray, to fast, to listen for the Lord's direction in our lives together and obey. What would it look like to have a watering hole? These are promises over our house, a watering hole for the nations. What would it look like to have prayer rooms so filled and charged with the presence of God that people come from all of the ends of the earth to receive things from God and take him back to the other areas in their, in their churches, in their lands? What would it look like? What would it look like for us to be radically generous, to lay down what is ours, to lay down the things we've stored up that moth is gonna eat anyway, and we're gonna say, you know what? This is yours too, God. I just heard of somebody in this community last week, two weeks ago, took someone in our community, took them shopping and an extravagant shopping trip for a man. And this young man had one pair of pants and one or two shirts. And somebody in this community took him shopping and and basically gave him an entirely new wardrobe. What would it look like if we were gripped with generosity, if, if the needs of our people were met what would it look like if cancer bowed or in, in, incurable uh, uh, illnesses and, and, and diagnoses would bow at the name of Jesus? What would it look like? What would it look like if we gathered together and we had a song, like a song in the lobby, a song just singing to the Lord and, and we, we move and we, 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 have, we have as being waves of salvation are coming to this valley Waves of salvation. The prophetic words are there's an acceleration coming. The spirit of the Lord is going to move. And we have to be ready. It's like, you know, when the treadmill's going and you're on the rails, you're like, okay, okay. (laughs) Fasting helps us get in step with the Lord, right? We want to be in step with the Lord. What could it look like to own our spaces? Can you imagine our city looking like Ephesus, Corinth, Thessalonica, 
Can you imagine if the disciples hadn't fasted and prayed? We wouldn't have had, and maybe we wouldn't have had any of those churches. I don't know. But the Lord has promised so much over this house. And we are in a season to take ground. We are in a season to take ground. And the ground we're stepping into is filled with a living reality of Christ Jesus. Oh, we're about to redeem some time, redeem the earth. The priesthood is about to awaken in greater measures. And she is a bride who is so beautiful and irresistible to the, to the lost and the broken. And, and oh, oh my gosh, there's just so much. Would you guys stand to your feet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land this as best as I can. There's a grace. The Lord is awakening first love in greater measures. He's birthing a new hunger for a new season, and we must labor to enter in. Now, the religious spirit would hear me say strive because you're not enough. You need to do more because you're not enough. And that's not what this is about. This is about the gospel. This is about the gospel. And we, we, we need the gospel to break out of these walls, break out of our own spirits and hearts so that we can tell the world what it is to follow a man like Christ Jesus. And I'm telling you, there is, there are generations behind us it's for our kids and their kids and their kids until the Lord comes back. And I just want you to accept this holy invitation, this holy hinge point to accept your call and run your race set before the Lord. And I just, I want to open up the altars. There's no... There's no like music that helps us, but this is like a raw, we're about to come into a raw space and there's breakthrough in our honesty. There's breakthrough in where's the Lord saying you could own, own your space, own where you're called today. The Lord is saying, Fasting is a gift we can give him. And I want you to ask, I want to ask you, what are you believing? That's my son. <laughs> I know that cry. What are you believing for Jesus to receive as a reward? What are you believing for to receive that Jesus would receive a reward in your life? What are you believing Jesus to receive reward for in this house? Oh, how can you own your zip code? And tonight I wanna, I just wanna open up the altars to make room for the grace of God. And I, I felt I felt this like weariness and discouragement. The, the body of Christ, the enemy has been bringing a weariness. I saw like withered branches. 
And there's a weariness that the enemy's been trying to wear down the saints and a discouragement. And the Lord is saying, I have come to bring life. I have come to breathe fresh life tonight. There's some of us who have been under attacks of intimidation, fear. What if I step out or I'm intimidated or you're comparing, you're overthinking things. And the Lord's saying, come to me and I will breathe fresh life, fresh vision so that you can own your space and be confident in my blood. And so I just wanna pray and if you, um, oh Lord, yeah, I just wanna open up the altars to anybody who would say, I don't have that cry for you, Lord, and I want it. I want you to author faith in me tonight, Lord, that would give me handles for how you can receive reward in my life tonight. I want, you to, I want to invite you forward. And I want to pray for us as a body. So if you would just like open your hands like you're receiving a gift and Lord, I ask right now that you would give fresh grace on our yes. God, fresh grace as we enter in this fast, however it looks for each one of us. Would you come and draw us to yourself? Would you, would you create this union with you that is so rich that it has to break out and break forth? Lord, I ask right now that you would come and just awaken your people would you come and I just invite you to disrupt any sort of rhythms you want to so that we can walk in step and in sync and in pace with you tonight, Lord. And I just pray right now where the intimidation has come and intimidation has caused your people to draw back. We pray right now for liberation, liberation and a silencing of the accuser. And I pray right now where the religious spirit has said, oh, that's a little too much. I have just enough of God to make my life pretty good. I ask right now that you would come and liberate us to the more of you, Lord. Oh, Lord. And, and in the same token where the religious spirit has caused us to strive and earn, Lord, I pray right now that you would come and, and assure your beloved, assure your beloved that your cry, their cry is pure before you. I pray that all striving would cease. I pray that all dullness would cease and that the priesthood of your beloved, the bride in Boise, Idaho, would arise and shine for the glory of the Lord is upon her and the door is open before them. And I just pray, Lord, right now that you would help us step through this holy hinge point, say yes to a fasted lifestyle of praying and ministering and gathering and fasting and listening and obeying you, God. I ask right now, Holy Spirit, would you come and take residence in greater measures. And for all of us, help us own our zip codes, Lord. Help us own the spaces. We have people that, that their feet go in lots of different places, and we need you. The Lord needs you. Thank you, Lord. I just pray right now for just a holy cry for more of you and a holy, holy hunger for more of you a holy hunger and a holy thirst. And Lord, I ask you right now that this week you would crown us with your first beatitude. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And we just bless you, Lord. And we bless, I bless all of these people in the name of Jesus. And I just, 
I want to say our ministry team is there. We're believing for miracles. We saw, we saw, uh, Robin's knee got, knee got healed this week. Somebody's back got healed on Wednesday or Tuesday night. And there's lots more. We actually experienced some pretty amazing things this week. And so if you need breakthrough, if you need a miracle in your body, the ministry team is going to be up here praying. And if you need um, just prayer for grace on what we were just talking about, we invite you forward and we will minister to you. But be blessed. Thank you for staying long and We'll see you guys tomorrow night to start the uh, fast.